You're tuned in to Sheersley Podcast, where I unleash my home salon lifestyle, keeping it sheersley real, unfiltered, and uplifting, inspiring you to become the sparkiest CEO of your life. So prepare yourself to go beyond the beauty chair to create and manifest the business you desire. Hello, you marvelous listener. I must give you the biggest virtual appreciation for tuning into my very first episode. I am, I'm like so excited to be here, but honestly, you guys, I am nervous as well. But who isn't seriously nervous when they first start doing something? You know what? I am seven years of building my independent licensed home-based salon, and I'm going to be continuing on learning new opportunities and experiences that intrigue me. And I'm at a part in my career where I want to help others build an empire from home of their dreams, especially in the beauty industry, because I don't know if you don't know, but there is a weird stigma in our industry that those who provide beauty services from home are frowned upon. It's like the black market of our industry. It's like the shady side because have you ever experienced or heard of those like traumatic hair home salon uh, or beauty makeup like experience that was like, you know, it made you cringe inside? Well, I've heard a few, but you know what? I just honestly want to say is me working out in other salons, I've seen some real shadiness in there too. It happens all around, but you know what? It is imperative to know that, you know what? doesn't matter where your location of your job is. As long as you have passion and positive purpose and professionalism, then you know what? You can be the CEO of your dreams. So let's get into my very first topic that I wanted to discuss. And as promised, it's about boundaries. And the reason why I wanted to talk about boundaries as my very first episode is because this is such a missed element in building your business that, you know what, we have been seeing a little bit more uh, into it, our industry Uh, and business building has been uh, evolving and leveling up, which is super awesome. But people are realizing that setting boundaries is such a fundamental aspect before entering more. And the thing is about boundaries is it's nice to know how you want to set some boundaries. But you know what? If you set a boundary on a certain circumstance, but you have never experienced that full hand, that is where the boundary uh, of yourself and your core values uh, for your business and everything is going to be the hardest part. It's the enforcing and standing by your own values on whatever boundary that you've set for yourself or you no longer, you know, it doesn't longer serve you a positive purpose that you need to set a new boundary. Boundaries, you guys, are going to be forever evolving. That's just life in general. So when I first started my seriously uh, licensed home salon seven years ago, I had lack of boundaries. I did have some boundaries set uh, that I have experienced before that I knew in the industry for like clients and policies that, you know, I didn't want to incorporate, but I've never been an independent 
entrepreneur before or an independent salon before. And so there was some experiences I've never experienced. And I feel like the very first boundary setting that you should do before you open up the doors into your house is actually have a family meeting, a family sit down and have a discussion on what is going to happen when you work from home. What are some standards that you want so that you can, you know, have a great guest experience come into your home, but then also to having that experience for your family members, especially if you decide to work from home and you have children. When I first started, I had a two-year-old and you know what? There's some funny things that occurred when growing, but there was a lot of pre-planning that I had to do to make sure that he was occupied and that he didn't feel neglected because you know what? If you are a beauty provider that stands behind the chair like me, a hairdresser, you can work for hours on your feet. And the thing is, like, you have to set boundaries with your families. Like, what are your hours of operation? What days are you able to service guests? So in turn, you're able to service your family. The thing is, you don't have to work full straight hours at all. You can set times in your home home-based salon or you're independent. That's the greatest thing about being your own CEO is like you're the boss and you have that control. So at the beginning, I would work, you know, straight hours from like, you know, nine to five or, you know, 11 till eight o'clock. But in time, as my child grew and there are some things that I needed, you know, to have a break so that I make sure that, you know, I, my main priority is raising my son, but I also want to be able to provide financially for my family as well. In time, I did decide to take time off from the hours three to five o'clock because I was able to pick up my child bring him home, give him a snack, see how his day is going, help him with homework. And then my husband came home and then I went and did another client. That is what worked for our family. And that's what we discussed. And we continue on discussing what is appropriate behavior. Uh, I know with having a toddler, sometimes it could be hard to be like, you know, don't come into the room when you are servicing. I'm servicing a client right now. And if you have more than just one child, I've only experienced of only having one child. So I was able to, you know, hound down, you know, didn't have to have you know, siblings fighting. I'm an only child myself, so I personally have never experienced that. But that is important notice too, because then you're going to have a different experience working from home, maybe working from home when your children are toddlers, infants, um, might not be the best thing. If you decide, you know, later on your career is to, when your kids are teenagers, when they're more independent to do that, it's absolutely possible. But it is possible that you could do it younger if you have some care. And also too, just to know that just because you work from home, your children are absolutely still allowed to go to daycare. That is a choice that you and your family are able to make in the boundaries of building your home-based business. These are some topics that I, you know, discuss with my child about having my my business is when he has friends and I have off hours that he's not allowed in the salon space to play, not even for like hide and go seek 
because that needs to be in like there's chemicals and there's you know expensive items that you don't want to break so I I just close it off for him uh, when you know off duties and everything like if I'm in there and he wants to come in and ask for a snack or tells me that he's going up to play of course like he he was allowed to still come in there but also nowadays since our weird world crisis is going on is i for sure don't let my kid go in there without the protocols of you know sanitizing his hands or making sure that they're six feet away and aware of social protocols that you have set in place for your salon space within your home Also, having communication with your spouse if you are wanting to take on male clientele, if that is something that you specialize in, you have to be uh, very cautious because you know what? If there's insecurity uh, between your relationship, then there's going to be insecurity accusations that possibly can come up, especially this is your safety of your home. Do you feel protected if you know, there's a male clientele. You also have to be very clear to your male client clients that this is strictly business, nothing more, nothing less. Because here's the thing, when you bring on people into your house, they think that you are friends. Some people can think that. So if you conduct and create your business, that is, it is not a hobby, it is a straight business, then you're going to be treated more as a business because it's it's nice to be friendly with your clients. Like you want to have like that presentable uh, people skills because, you know, friendliness is kindliness. I don't know if that makes sense, <laughs> but you don't want to lead your clients to expectations, especially to male clientele that nothing more would occur from beyond your beauty business service that you are servicing. When you are developing your boundaries for your clientele, here's the thing. There's going to be some experiences that you've never experienced with a client before, but you have to try to prepare yourself on how you can react professionally with your core values of your business. You know those frustrating moments when you feel like your client is taking advantage of you? This is going to be a very hard pill to swallow because it was for myself. Those moments that we feel like clients are taking advantage of us and our business is because we train them to be like that. We continue on saying yes to services that we didn't feel it was going to have benefits to your mindset or working after hours or diving in so much, you know, of their personal life outside of working hours. You know what? Those are going to be hard moments because we allowed it. And a lot of times us hairdressers and then the beauty industry, service industry, We are people pleasers. And this is a thing. I'm a people pleaser in recovery. I still like to people please because I think it's just an aspect about the service industry because we like to serve others. We like to give to others. And a lot of times we give and give and give and givers never receive anything. So we feel like we receive a lot of like hardship when we're building businesses that don't align with us. And then 
later develops in like resentment and guilt and overwhelm and anxiety and it and it's hard it's hard you know dwelling and being in that like big soup pot of negativity but the thing is is when we feel that we are taken advantage of there's our uh elements that we can help uh diffuse that line is to face it face on like you don't you know I was taught by a boss in a former salon is to fake it till you make it. And I believe that is the most bullshit advice for myself. I always found like honesty is the best policy and to face it and own up to your shit. A lot of times when you are an independent uh, hairstylist, beauty provider, or an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, here's the thing. You're going to be doing a lot of facing it till you own it because it's your business and when you can own up to your failures and to your uh misled you know interpretations or communications from other people you have to be you have to feel confident like confidence doesn't mean that you are always right confidence means that you can face it face your failures 100 percent So with that is to setting boundaries at the very beginning or boundaries of how to react when something doesn't align with you, a situation that occurred with a client or in a service. And with that, when you're setting boundaries, unfortunately, like you can prepare yourself with boundaries, but boundaries are not going to occur. Like you have to discover your boundaries because every experience is different, but it's nice to hear other stories of boundary setting or a scenario that occurred. So then you are able to, you know, relate that and be able to deliver, um, uh, not, I don't want to say comeback. What's not, what's the, not the word for comeback. Um, just a response <laughs> come back that sounds a little bit negative but uh but a response to your clients and sometimes like a, a time saver in the whole like energy game because you know feeling resentment and all that that just takes so much energy out of you is to create scripts and scripts is a great way of boundary setting because you know what I have scripts for if I have to fire a client if I have to you know unfortunately say no to a client that I'm not working beyond my hours or you know any type of scenario that I have come across um so then it has like my verbiage into it or I've already experienced and then it's easy to copy and paste and revise it to that certain person and then send it and also too like it's great to face it for sure because a lot of times if we have to break up with clients like there are through like text messages and emails you have to feel comfortable that you could do it face on right and nowadays because we have to wear masks like it there's such a communicational barrier and like I, I don't know I'm having a hard um hard that that's just off topic but that it's like sunglasses you know you feel like you feel invisible and when you your mouth is covered you feel invisible that you can say more and those are just experiences that I've like I experience out in the world these days and it is it's so it's so random and it's so harsh and I'm just I don't like confrontation 
I am a walk aware for confrontation, um, but I am a person that I will pick and choose my battles as well, right? Like there's some, like if there's like little things that I'm just like, that's something I can 100% in my boundaries and my values, like I can get over or not, you know, I don't have to dive into the most littlest thing. Um, I pick and choose. And if it's something that for sure I know that is going to make me overthink and or have sleepless nights, I have to deal with it. ASAP. So with having clientele, and that's a huge thing because people are coming into your house and they want to feel, you know, that you're going to be really good friends, but you have to be clear that this is strictly a business and no, like you can't explore my house. I've had a client that wanted to check my linen closet and I'm just like, well, unfortunately you're, this is the only space that I am providing for my guests. And that was an easy response. And I stuck to it. I didn't feel, you know, any guilt from that. Here's the thing. When you've, you know, feel good about your, your response, you're not going to have that guilt feeling, but you know what? You are still going to have that pitter patter, unease type of feels though. And you can differ from like guilt and fear from that. You can still have that unease, feel uncomfortable. Um, Like, do your arms or your fingers get tingly or clammy? Like those those internal emotions that you feel when you say no. Um, Because I believed saying no was karma. Karma was going to bite me in the ass if I said no to people because we're in the service industry. We Customers always knew right. That's how I was groomed. But the thing is, unfortunately, not every customer is right because you know what? We can stand by our own emotions and develop boundaries with them. Setting boundaries for yourself is the most important self worthy action you will ever do in your life. And a lot of times when we set boundaries, you have to know that boundaries will evolve because we in our personalities and our mind grows because we're constantly learning and discovering. So when you can embrace the evolution of your boundaries, then you know what? You're you're doing it. You're making things happen for yourself. Boundaries are your self protection and also protection for clients as well. And the thing is, there's healthy boundaries. Do you hear that a lot? Healthy boundaries. Well, what are healthy boundaries? Well, you have to know that somebody's healthy boundary isn't going to be your healthy boundary. But you know what? A healthy boundary is something that you will stick by and you will enforce that you feel like no one can rip you away from, but you also have to give respect to other people's boundaries as well. And that's the thing that is the hardest thing is if you, you know, had a bad habit and you wanted to break it. So you set it a boundary, but it's another person a client, a family member that, you know, is being that boundary pusher. It's like, well, you didn't do this before, but they don't want to grow with you. That sometimes it's toxicity, right? And don't give into that just because you have done it before. You are obligated to yourself to set them and make a change to the better, to better your life and your, and your family or whatever type of boundary that you have uh, set for yourself. 
So the thing is, there's like three types of boundaries. There is your loose boundaries, and that's like not really having a lot of boundaries or not like kind of respecting other people's boundaries. Like, you know, getting too, like, for example, is being in people's size bubble. Some people, you know, can be like right up in your face, right? Or some people, you know, that, that I find that is like a very loose boundary. They don't respect the boundaries. Well, also too, there's rigid boundaries and that is extreme. The thing is, what I do for myself, if there's been an experience boundary that I want to set and I know like eventually maybe that would happen is I will set a rigid boundary at first because I need to put some walls up. I don't know. I've never experienced it. But you know what? Is when setting that rigid boundary, I have a healthiness that I could be open and I can take off those brick layers that I've built up so that I can discover my healthy boundary in the middle. It's that balance. And I don't know if I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra, guys. And if you're into astrology, but I'm a scale. I like balance. So balance and boundary kind of goes hand in hand with me. And this is the thing that I had to learn is I always wanted to be like a true balance. But here's the thing. There is no such thing as true balance. And I can strive to be somewhat balanced. Sometimes my balance can be like a wonky little curve that's consistent and then it changes. But as long as it's like somewhat being stable. But I am a person, I can't take on too much at once because then I feel off balance. My quality of work doesn't uh, portray the results that I want to do or my energy levels to my family. Because here's the thing, when you are behind the chair and you have clients and you're independent and people feel safe in your presence, clients are going to open up to you about their true stories, about traumatic stories, vulnerable stories. And if you're an empath like myself, you take on that energy and it, it can, it can be a lot and it could be hard to hear these stories, but you know what, and how you react to that. I, I don't have any boundary settings for my clients, uh, who want to open up to me about something they need to get off their chest. Um, I am that person that I love to hear, uh, their story and help along with it. Like, it's, it's a true statement that we are hairapists. I do more than just hair, especially when at home. People feel that more comfortable about, you know, it's time I need to get this out and I want to share with you. But you also, after that, because it takes so much energy out of you when you are you trying to uplift them and being optimistic for them and being that person that they need to hear. Like sometimes you can just be that ear and not say anything at all. But even doing that takes a lot of energy out. It takes a lot of energy out if you continue on being in their personal life beyond business hours. And that is a boundary that you will have to to set in there. I guess that that is a boundary that I have set is like that what happens in behind the chair stays behind the chair. And that is a value that I, it's what is the confidentiality is such a, an important factor that I have for my glass guests because I want to have, um, a loyalty. That is my, one of my main purposes to, to be in, uh, 
working behind the chair is I want uh, my guest to be heard and feel comfortable and, you know, leave feeling refreshed because you know what? It is so important uh, for self-care and a lot of times those clients that come and share is trying to find that self-care and uh, that is something that, you know, you have to be prepared for yourself and aware that it will take a lot of energy. And by doing that, that when I am done work and I am able to provide for my family, that's the hardest thing is our families are getting our left over energy. So you have to figure out a way that is going to work for you to let go and decompose after each client. That's one thing that I like to do is I like to have at least an hour in between my clients so I can have time to decompress what had went on through that service and also too that I'm able to service my child at the same time because it's a balancing act when you work from home. Working from home is not an easy task as some people can think it is, that it's like a cop out from working in a typical salon atmosphere. And here's the thing, when I started out in the industry 14 years ago, I was groomed to believe that having a home-based business in the beauty world was a was a negative thing, that they were uneducated, they were shady, they unprofessional and didn't use professional products. But when I have discovered to work from home, it was never in my action plan. It sometimes things just fall into place. And and it was my duty to find what are my boundaries on building a business from home. I had to write down my whole action plan. This is and going into building my business, I still was a little skeptical. I'm not going to lie because I wanted to be like, well, are people going to take me seriously? Because <laughs> I seriously work from home. But you know what was super interesting in my discovery when building it is it wasn't the clients that gave shadiness to home-based businesses. And that's what I needed to do to build my business. It was actually our own industry that had such a hard, uh, judgmental, uh, beauty bashing aspect on it. And when stepping away from being in such a, a higher staff employee, I was able to have a different mind frame. I was able to look at the beauty industry from the outside in when you start, when you feel like you start from the bottom. I don't wanna say that working from home is starting from the bottom, uh-uh. Know what I do is I work smarter, not harder, and I'm able to provide for my family at the same time. It's pretty freaking amazing. It works for myself and my family and for clients. It's pretty, it's pretty spectacular. And I am so excited for more of these, you know, journey talks of what I seriously do when I work from home. So that is what I'm just going to leave you with today. I only want to do like 30 minute uh, podcast uh, conversations anyways because I've got so much to talk about so I'm going to fill you in with so much amazing inspiration so till next time thank you again for tuning in and peace out till next time